Runo fourteen of Kalevala, the land of the heroes, by Elias Lunrope, translated by William Forsell Kirby, eighteen forty four to nineteen twelve. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Expatriate in Bangor, Maine. Runo fourteen, Lemminkainen's death. Argument. Lemminkainen invokes the forest deities and at length succeeds in capturing the elk and brings it to Poyola. Another task is given him to bridle the fire-breathing steed of Hisi. He bridles it and brings it to Poyola. A third task is assigned him to shoot a swan on the river of Tuonela. Lemminkainen comes to the river, but the despised cowherd who is lying in wait for him kills him and casts his body into the cataract of Tuoni. The son of Tuoni then cuts his body to pieces. Then the lively Lemminkainen deeply pondered and reflected on the path that he should follow, whither he should turn his footsteps. Should he leave the elk of Hisi and direct his journey homewards? Should he make another effort and pursue the chase on snowshoes, with the forest queen's permission and the favor of the wood nymphs? Then he spoke the words which follow, and in words like these expressed him, uko thou of gods the highest gracious father in the heavens make me now two better snowshoes leather snowshoes fit for sliding that i glide upon them swiftly over land and over marshes glide throughout the land of hisi and across the heaths of poya there to chase the elk of hisi and to catch the nimble reindeer in the wood alone i wander toil without another hero through the pathways of tapiola and beside the home of tapio welcome wooded slopes and mountains welcome to the rustling pine woods welcome to the grey-head aspens and to all who greet me welcome be propitious wood and thicket gracious tapio do thou aid me bring the hero to the islands to the hills in safety lead him where he can attain the quarry whence he may bring back the booty niriki o son of tapio thou the mighty red-capped hero Blaze the path across the country, and erect me wooden guideposts, that I trace this evil pathway, and pursue the rightful roadway, while I seek my destined quarry and the booty I am seeking. Miliki, the forest mistress, thou the mighty fair-faced mother, let thy gold now wander onward, and thy silver set in motion, right before the man who seeks it on the pathway of the seeker take the keys of gold suspended by the ring that hangs beside thee open thou the stores of tapio and his castle in the forest during this my hunting season while i hunt in distant regions if thyself thou wilt not trouble strictly charge thy little maidens send thy serving maidens to me give thy orders to thy servants if thou canst not be my hostess do not thou forbid thy maidens, for thou hast a hundred maidens, and a thousand at thy orders, those on all thy herds attending, likewise all thy game protecting. Little maiden of the forest, Tapio's girl with mouth of honey, play upon thy flute of honey, whistle through thy pipe of honey, in thy noble mistress hearing, gracious queen of all the forest, that she soon may hear the music, and from her repose may rouse her for she does not hear at present and she but awakens rarely though i supplicate forever with my golden tongue imploring then the lively lemminkainen wandered on but found no booty glided through the plains and marshes glided through the trackless forests 
where has Yumala his soot-hills to the charcoal heaths of hisi thus he skated one day two days and at length upon the third day came he to a lofty mountain where he climbed a rock stupendous and he turned his eyes to north-west to the north across the marshes and he saw the farms of tapio with the doors all golden shining to the north across the marshes on the slope among the thickets then the lively lemminkainen quickly to the spot approaching pushed his way through all obstructions under tapio's very windows and he looked while stooping forward in the sixth among the windows there were resting game dispensers matrons of the woods reposing all were in their workday garments and with filthy rags were covered said the lively lemminkainen wherefore mistress of the forest dost thou wear thy workday garments dirty ragged thresher's garments you are very black to gaze on and your whole appearance dreadful for your breast is most disgusting and your form is very bloated when before i tracked the forests i beheld three castles standing one was wooden one a bone one and the third of stone was builded there were six bright golden windows on the sides of every castle and if then i gazed within them neath the wall as i was standing saw the lord of tapio's household and the mistress of his household tellervo the maid of tapio and the rest of tapio's household all in rustling golden garments and parading there in silver she herself the forest mistress gracious mistress of the forest on her wrists were golden bracelets golden rings upon her fingers on her head a golden headdress and her hair adorned with ducats in her ears were golden earrings finest beads her neck encircling gracious mistress of the forest of sweet metzela the matron cast away thy hay-shoes from thee and discard thy shoes of birch-bark cast thou off thy threshing garments and thy wretched work-day garments don thy garments of good fortune and thy blouse for game dispensing in the days i track the forest seeking for a hunter's booty long and wearily i wander wearily i track my pathway yet i wander here for nothing all the time without a quarry if you do not grant me booty nor reward me for my labour long and sad will be the evening long the day when game is wanting aged greybeard of the forest with thy pine-leaf hat and moss cloak dress thou now the woods in linen and the wilds a cloth throw over all the aspens robe in greyness and the alders robe in beauty clothe the pine-trees all in silver and with gold adorn the fir-trees aged pine-trees belt with copper belt the fir-trees all with silver birch-trees with their golden blossoms and their trunks with gold adornments make it as in former seasons even when thy days were better when the fir-shoots shone in moonlight and the pine-boughs in the sunlight when the wood was sweet with honey and the blue waste flowed with honey smelt like malt the heathland's borders from the very swamps ran butter forest maiden gracious virgin tuliki o tapio's daughter drive the game in this direction out into the open heathland if it runs with heavy footsteps or is lazy in its running take a switch from out the bushes or a birch twig from the valley switch the game upon the haunches and upon the flanks o whip it drive it swiftly on before you make it hasten quickly onward to the man who here awaits it in the pathway of the hunter if the game comes on the footpath drive it forward to the hero do thou put thy hands together and on both sides do thou guide it 
that the game may not escape me rushing back in wrong direction if the game should seek to fly me rushing in the wrong direction seize its ear and drag it forward by the horns upon the pathway if there's brushwood on the pathway drive it to the pathway's edges if a tree should block the pathway then the tree trunk break asunder if a fence obstructs the pathway thrust the fence aside before you take five widths to hold it backward and seven posts whereon to bind them if a river runs before thee or a brook should cross the pathway build thou then a bridge all silken with a red cloth for a gateway drive the game by narrow pathways and across the quaking marshes over poyola's wide rivers or the waterfalls all foaming master of the house of tapio mistress of the house of tapio aged greybeard of the forest king of all the golden forest mimerki the forest mistress fair dispenser of its treasures blue-robed woman of the bushes mistress of the swamps red stocking come with me thy gold to barter come with me to change thy silver i have gold as old as moonlight silver old as is the sunlight which i won in battle tumult in the contest of the heroes useful in my purse i found it where it jingled in the darkness if thy gold thou wilt not barter perhaps thou wilt exchange thy silver thus the lively lemminkainen for a week on snowshoes glided sang a song throughout the forest there among the depth of jungle and appeased the forest mistress and the forest master likewise and delighted all the maidens pleasing thus the girls of tapio then they hunted and drove onward from its lair the elk of hisi past the wooded hills of tapio past the bounds of hisi's mountain to the man who waited for it to the sorcerer in his ambush then the lively lemminkainen lifted his lasso and threw it o'er the elk of hisi's shoulders round the camel's neck he threw it that it should not kick in fury when upon its back he stroked it then the lively lemminkainen spoke aloud the words which follow lord of woods of earth the master fairest creature of the heathlands miliki the forest mistress loveliest of the game dispensers come to take the gold i promised come ye now to choose the silver on the ground lay down your linen spreading out of flax the finest underneath the gold that glitters underneath the shining silver that upon the ground it fall not nor among the dirt is scattered then to poyola he journeyed and he said on his arrival i have chased the elk of hisi on the distant plains of hisi give me now old dame your daughter give the youthful bride i seek for lo he poyolo's old mistress heard his words and then made answer i will only give my daughter give the youthful bride you seek for if you rein the mighty gelding he the chestnut steed of hisi he the foaming foal of hisi on the bounds of hisi's meadow then the lively lemminkainen took at once a golden bridle took a halter all of silver and he went to seek the courser went to seek the yellow-maned one on the bounds of hisi's meadow then he hastened on his journey on his way went swiftly forward through the green and open meadows to the sacred field beyond them and he sought there for the courser seeking for the yellow-maned one at his belt the bit he carried and the harness on his shoulder thus he sought one day a second and at length upon the third day came he to a lofty mountain and upon a rock he clambered and he turned his eyes to eastward and he turned his head to sunwards on the sand he saw the courser 
mid the firs the yellow-maned one from his hair the flame was flashing from his mane the smoke was rising thereupon prayed lemminkainen ukko thou of gods the highest ukko thou of clouds the leader of the scattered clouds conductor open now thy clefts in heaven and in all the sky thy windows let the iron hail fall downwards send thou down the frozen masses on the mane of that good courser on the back of hisi's courser ukko then the great creator yumala mid clouds exalted heard and rent the air asunder clove in twain the vault of heaven scattered ice and scattered ice blocks scattered down the iron hailstones smaller than a horse's head is larger than a head of man is on the mane of that good courser on the back of hisi's courser then the lively lemminkainen forward stepped to gaze about him and advanced for observation and he spoke the words which follow hitola's most mighty courser mountain foal with mane all foam-flecked give me now thy golden muzzle stretch thou forth thy head of silver push it in the golden bridle with a bit of shining silver i will never treat you badly and i will not drive you harshly and our way is but a short one and tis but a little journey unto pohjola's bleak homestead to my cruel foster-mother with a rope i will not flog you with a switch i will not drive you but with silken cords will lead you with a strip of cloth will drive you then the chestnut horse of hisi hisi's horse with mane all foam-flecked forward stretched his golden muzzle forward stretched his head of silver to receive the golden bridle with the bit of shining silver thus did lively lemminkainen bridle hisi's mighty courser in his mouth the bit adjusted on his silver head the bridle on his broad back then he mounted on the back of that good courser o'er the horse his whip he brandished with a willow switch he struck him and a little way he journeyed hasting onward through the mountains through the mountains to the northward over all the snow-clad mountains unto pohjola's bleak homestead from the yard the hall he entered and he said on his arrival soon as pohjola he entered i have reigned the mighty courser brought the foal of hisi bridled from the green and open meadows and the sacred field beyond them and i tracked the elk on snowshoes on the distant plains of hisi give me now old dame your daughter give the youthful bride i seek for lo he pohjola's old mistress answered in the words which follow i will only give my daughter give the youthful bride you seek for if the river swan you shoot me shoot the great bird on the river there on tuoni's murky river in the sacred river's whirlpool only at a single trial using but a single arrow then the lively lemminkainen he the handsome kaukomili went and took his twanging crossbow went away to seek the long neck forth to tuoni's murky river down in manala's abysses on with rapid steps he hastened and he went with trampling footsteps into tuonela's broad river to the sacred river's whirlpool neath his arm a handsome crossbow on his back his well-stored quiver markahatu then the cowherd pohjola's old sightless greybeard there by tuonela's broad river by the sacred river's whirlpool long had lurked and long had waited there for lemminkainen's coming and at length one day it happened came the lively lemminkainen hasting on and swift approaching unto tuonela's deep river 
to the cataract most terrific to the sacred river's whirlpool from the waves he sent a serpent like a reed from out the billows through the hero's heart he hurled it and through lemminkainen's liver through the armpit left it smote him through the shoulder right it struck him then the lively lemminkainen felt himself severely wounded and he spoke the words which follow i have acted most unwisely that i asked not information from my mother she who bore me two words only were sufficient three at most might perhaps be needed how to act and live still longer after this day's great misfortune charm i cannot water serpents nor of reeds i know the magic o my mother who hast borne me and hast nurtured me in sorrow would that thou mightst know and hasten to thy son who lies in anguish surely thou wouldst hasten hither to my aid thou then wouldst hasten to thy hapless son's assistance at the point of death now lying for indeed too young i slumber and i die while still so cheerful then did pohjola's blind greybeard markahatu he the cowherd fling the lively lemminkainen casting kaleva's own offspring into tuoni's murky river in the worst of all the whirlpools floated lively lemminkainen down the thundering cataract floated down the rushing stream he floated into tuonela's dread dwelling then the blood-stained son of tuoni drew his sword and smote the hero with his gleaming blade he hewed him while it shed a stream of flashes and he hewed him in five fragments and in pieces eight he hewed him then in tuonela's stream cast them where are manala's abysses thou mayst toss about for ever with thy crossbow and thy arrows shooting swans upon the river water-birds upon its borders thus did lemminkainen perish perish thus the dauntless suitor down in tuoni's murky river down in manala's abysses end of runo fourteen recording by expatriate in bangor maine